What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Where They've Been podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm your host. I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Pastor Greg Washington. Greg is a next-gen pastor at Trinity Church in the greater Atlanta area and chaplain for the Milwaukee Bucks. He is an incredible leader, great preacher, and just an unbelievable creator. We dive into some really powerful things, and I think it was a really life-giving conversation for both of us. Well, I hope so, at least. Anyways, I'll stop rambling and get to the conversation. So here we go. This is my talk with Greg Washington. Maybe we can walk that road again. Greg Washington, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my friend. It's good. How to be are here. you, man? Man, I'm great. Um, chilling out. Uh, moved now to the greater Atlanta area. So yes, you're in the hot Atlanta. Yes, sir. How does it feel to be back in the West? I mean, I guess you grew up in Denver and then you lived in, Denver, in North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah. and then Wisconsin. So you is the hot like different for you or what? Yeah, man. I just feel like vindication, bro. I just feel- <laughs> God says, son, you suffered enough. So no, I'm just playing. But no, it's beautiful, bro. Um, you know, it's something I enjoy, my wife and I. Um, you know, you can, I mean, when when the sun is shining, you can stay active longer. And yep. you know, there's just more things to do. So right, right. Um, it's great. So yeah, we love it, man. That's awesome. I saw you got a like you got a little house, right? Too. Yeah, man. We brought our first home. So um, yeah, four bedroom, two baths. Hey, oh, I'm coming down to visit. Yeah, baby. Yeah, gorgeous Come on. neighborhood. Uh, yeah, really, you know, exceeded anything I would have anticipated or expected. So it's, yeah, it's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm super happy for you, and yes, it's cool sir. to it's cool to see you just living it out, man. In the in the greater Atlanta area, I love it. Hey, baby. Come on, man. Dude, let me uh, first say, I'm going to start off. I love your, uh, for the people who are listening at home on the podcast, can't see the uh, behind you, but you got yeah. a uh, Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman. You got a little magazine, some a picture, dude. That's super cool. Yeah, no, a good friend of mine uh, purchased it for me, knowing that he was one of my favorite actors. Actors, sorry. Yeah. Um, so actors slash just people, honestly. Yeah, He's incredible, seriously, dude. Seriously. Um, just, you know, just an amazing artist, but, uh, you know, so it was tragic to hear of his death, but I think for me, what I love most about him was his perseverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of those, uh, renowned flicks that we all love, right. Panther and, and a few others, he was battling cancer the whole time. So I thought yeah. that's what made it even more, uh, impressive. Who, I mean, who, that's you know. incredible. Yeah. His battle of perseverance. I mean, I remember I saw some stuff about like, you know, people are like, man, he's so skinny and whatever else. And yeah. it's just like, wow. And never said a, a word like that's just like, man, that's on a different level. That's some strength yeah. on a level that you don't normally see in this modern era, like 2020. No. Like he was just a different kind of guy. Oh, bro. Different. So, I mean, he's he's a, he's impressive. Uh, yeah. Somebody I admire. And, you know, I think for me all during this time, I've been focusing on that mental strength. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Come on, man. That's exciting. So you moved to Atlanta, new job. And like, how is everything going? You know, transition away. And yeah. and how how what's I mean, are you still doing stuff with the Bucks? I know you were doing that before. Yeah. What's that so all looking funny. like? Yeah. No, I'm actually staying on with the Bucks uh, for year two. So excited. Okay. About that. Come on. Yeah, just someone with the format uh, due to COVID. Uh, majority of uh, all chaplaincy will be virtual, so okay, uh, still be able to do that. So be engaged in some capacity. So that'll be fun. Um, but I'm also the next gen pastor at Trinity Church. Uh, it's in Sharpsburg, Georgia, to okay. be specific. So uh, yeah, man, um, we came out here what two and a half, almost maybe maybe three months ago now. Okay. And so it's been amazing, bro, just to see what, what God is doing. It's a beautiful church, a diverse church. Um, amazing people, bro. Southern hospitality is a, just a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. So For sure. 
and we we know each other got to know each other from we lived in wisconsin at the same time district council you know and we worked at the same place so i'm excited for you man i think you're you're killing it. it seems like things are going well i mean i know with covid obviously you know it's it's a lot of virtual stuff so what's that been like i mean literally starting a job in the middle of a pandemic that is kind of man that's it's a very it's a job i think that you need to have a lot of face to face with and yeah. so you can't so how, how are you navigating that man bro it's um this whole season it's just been a walk of faith you know what i mean like i live like i'm living in ephesians 3 where you know, Paul says, you know, God, he can do exceedingly abundantly above. Yeah. Um, so honestly, bro, we got here. Um, they were taking a break. Okay. Uh, so we went live, man. And, you know, I was told to be like, you know, hey, you know, it might need 15 students or so. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, small group. Let's engage. Right. My first night, it was 50. Okay. So, um, Come on. So, um, yeah. So honestly, now um, this has been on for almost three months, but we averaged between maybe 55 to 65 live. Come on. Uh, weekly um you know um students from between middle school and high school age and so it's been uh, pretty consistent yeah um i'm blessed bro i got an amazing team you know like off the off the bat an amazing team so that's that's made all the difference yeah huge difference especially in youth ministry that makes oh, a huge bro, difference or in amazing. next gen yeah so it's amazing all, all I do is connect with students and preach on Wednesdays that's it <laughs> yeah. two things you're incredible at man come mm -hmm. on yeah i love it Dude, that's so cool. I'm glad to hear that you've been able to kind of navigate those waters. And it's tough. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, moving somewhere, starting a new position is yeah. tough. But if you're able to to navigate it and and keep some consistency, that's that's huge, man. Yeah. No, it was difficult, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. It, yeah. Um, you know, I think the unorthodox um, with all the unorthodox stuff happening due to the pandemic, right? Man, it just makes everything a bit more complex. So for sure trying to get a home virtually, you know yeah. what I mean? Or now we're moving, trying to establish a uh, new uh, healthcare. And so mm -hmm. um, um, it has been a bit of a challenge, but I think for us uh, mainly um, it's been a test of patience and just mm -hmm. seeing God show up man, in, in amazing ways. So um, I think I'm to the point now where it's like, all right, Lord, this is, this is on you. So yeah. I'm going to take it on, but it's been, it's been a bit of a challenge because things are delayed, but sure. uh, Hey man, it's, it's see, things seem to be working out in the nick of time, so I can't complain. Come so. on, I love it. Let's get into your story. I love going all the way back through. So you grew up in Denver, yes, and, sir. Uh, and man, Denver, what is? Just tell me a little bit. Like, what's Denver like? I've never been. I've only I only really knew about Denver once. Uh, the well from the Broncos. I'm just gonna be honest. Just football. <laughs> That's it. First off, shout out to my boy Marcus Howard. You know, yeah, that's you repping that Marquette yeah. right there, man. By the Denver Nuggets, so everything comes full circle. So. Oh my goodness, your yeah. hometown too. Let's go. No, yeah, that's awesome. But uh, he was balling out his senior year, though, bro. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. I I'm happy to see him get a shot, a legit shot at the next level. Um, and I, I mean, I think he's gonna go for it. I mean, I I'm not oh, a basketball yeah. guy, but yeah. to me, like, he's got all the talents, like for sure. Yeah, this actually worked out in his favor because there was like no physical combine, so all teams could go off of tape. So yeah, and his tape is unreal. Yeah. So uh <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a he's he's got a sweet situation, man. It's yeah. always with him on his big night. So I love that, man. I saw yeah. you repping that earlier and I was like, come on, here we go. Yeah, man. That's that's cool, man. That's 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 my boy. Um, you know, even with before being the Bucks chaplain, um, you know, he was the first athlete that I worked with, so it was special. Yeah. Uh, it almost seems like completion being able to see him, you know, achieve something that means so much. Was, was amazing. Yeah. And in Denver, come on. That's Denver. incredible. Yeah, bro. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, man. Um, my parents were together. So I was about three or four. Then they separated. Um, my mom um, worked part-time, but she was chronically ill. Hmm. Uh, with, uh, some asthma issues. And so my, my dad, he battled uh, drug addiction for a long time. Hmm. Um, and so uh, that kind of tore apart our family. Sure. And, uh, he had some of his own health issues and uh, spent the majority of my childhood and young adulthood, you know, battling between rehab or being incarcerated. So it was just my mom and I. Um, um, but with her health issues, you know, I grew up pretty quick, kind of on my own as, yeah. as, as a young man. So uh, uh grew up in a single parent household, bro. But, you know, the typical uh, issues that teenagers face um, without having a father in their life, uh, looking for acceptance and 
and all that. And so, of course, I found it in what athletics and right you know, party scene and all that that other stuff. And um, you know, by the grace of God, made it to college on a party. Yeah, oh, shit. by the grace of God, literally. Um, and uh, enjoyed it so much that they uh, kicked me out. After <laughs> where, so, hey, where was that again? And wasn't it? It was. It was on like football, right? Like you were, was, you were a legit player. Yeah, man. Like I said, I'm, I got a partial football scholarship. It was an NA. Um, I'm sorry, it was a uh, NAWIA, and uh, it was in uh, it's Midland University, okay, in, in Nebraska. So, okay, shout out Fremont, Nebraska. Let's so, go. Yeah, no, it was. It was a yeah. I, like I said, shout out Runza, baby. Good spot in Nebraska. You loved it so much they kicked you out. <laughs> I loved it so much, you know. Um, you know, I, I knew there were classes, but there was a lot of amenities on the way to classes that I would you know, <laughs> you know, get caught up and lose I just track. Couldn't, of time. I just couldn't make it there, man. Lose track of time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you showing up late to something. I can't believe that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Never, never, <laughs> never, never, you know. <laughs> No, nah, man, but no, nah, it was, it was a good, it was a good experience. It was my first experience away from home. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that, that within itself was, was cool. My taste of independence, but you know, the getting kicked out, that was my first major failure. So right. for me, that was the first time that I felt that, that, that feeling in the pit of my stomach. I was like, Oh crap, it's over. Right. Um, you know, so. Which is home. a, is truly a testament to yourself. I think growing up, with kind of, I mean, we've talked about it before, just me and you, but with growing up, how you did, I mean, single parent household with dad struggling with stuff, like that's a testament to you that you made it that far without having like, you know, I, I didn't, I, I had major mistakes in high school. So it's just like, wow, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, the perseverance you had to fight through all that stuff, right? Yeah, no, man. It, like I said, it was the grace of God. It was an amazing, it was an amazing mother. It was father figures through um, uh, yeah. coaches. Um, so, you know, I was blessed, but, um, yeah. So once I got to college though, it was, it was like, all right, some of the the reins are off. I can explore a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think like, do you think your passion for what you're doing right now is connected at all to the father figures and the coaches and like that, like, cause you have the passion for, you know, doing the chaplain for the bucks and next gen ministry. Do you think that like, is tied back to when you grew up? Hey, my dad's not here. These, these guys are stepping in to really kind of help mentor me. Absolutely. Yeah. Bro, I believe everything um, comes around full circle. I, yes. I, I can't avoid, you know, I had a conversation, uh, you know, with a student last week. Uh, rather um, battling through some of those issues, you know, and for her, her father's an African American, you know, and I'm probably the first African American male that's ever spoken into her life. So mm. just to to see the brokenness, man. But it's something I can't, I can't, uh, I can't avoid. Sure. But, you know, um, the the crazy thing about it, what drives me nuts, is it's like I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know? <laughs> it's like I I don't have a blueprint for this, right? And yeah. So, but it's been one of those things, Jeff, that, that, that God always brings me to that, um, where it says in his word that his grace is sufficient mm-hmm. and his power is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. And um, just what, I, what I've learned by walking through seasons with students, being a, a voice of encouragement, being a coach, you know, being a disciplinarian when needed. Right. Amazing. And so like so to this point, you know, <clears throat> this past Sunday, my oldest goddaughter uh, showed up in church. And so um She'll she'll now be yep coming to um, our church down here in Atlanta. She went to awesome. college, so so like I said, you know, now looking around and saying, "Wow, I get to serve in ministry with her." I would have never imagined. Right, so, right, man, that's so cool. I mean, like you said, yeah, it comes full circle, but that's just like I, I mean, you can see it when you're talking about it. You just got passion for it, you know? Um, yeah, because I I I didn't know the potency of it, bro. Mm. Right, like I grew up. We grew up. I grew up to survive. You know, right. I grew up with traumatic, you know, in, in traumatic childhood. And right. we didn't even know it was traumatic because with the environment we lived in, it was the norm. So yeah. all my buddies are in the same situation. Right. So like, this is life, right? Right. We're laughing about this stuff, not knowing how detrimental it is. Right. And so we find ourselves being husbands and being in situations and, 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 and whatnot. And so uh, knowing how that affected me, uh, I'm just more cognizant of it. Yeah. You know? more sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, and because of that, you know, like I said, wherever I see that need, I try to try to meet it. So 
that's all any of us can do. Right. I mean, I, I know the same thing, like from either stuff that happened to me or, or mistakes or, you know, whatever it was now, as I'm 30 and I have my son, I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, I want to make a change. And that's all any of us can do. There's, it's not like we got it all figured out. What a lot of times you're just trying to do is just improve on what you were lacking. Right. And, I mean, and so I mean, you look back and you're laughing at it, right. Of what you were lacking. And now you're just trying to give these students and these kids and these people what you didn't have. Exactly. And that's the starting place. And for me, for a lot of them, for me, it was consistency. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, just, just, just honored to be in that opportunity, knowing that God doesn't need me. He can use anybody, but right. Um, humble to do it, bro. So yeah, it's, it's a blast, man. That's so cool. So cool. So you get to college, not the first college, but yeah, you go to college again. A couple of there, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of went on the tour. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Call it divine direction, if you will. Um, divine direction. I love that. That's how we turn the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Come on, come on. That's how you just, that's all, a, all things to work together. Yes. That's how you do some <laughs> Southern preaching right there around your mistakes. Right. You just Southern preach it right through. Just, just preach on through it. Right. <laughs> so I, I get, I get kicked out and then, um, this is my first time that, you know, life hits me. And so, um, I become, a, I, I get a job as being a bank teller at us bank. Okay. It's pretty cool to be a 19 year old. Yeah. And I also went to the community college of Denver full-time. So I'm, okay. I work full-time and I go to school full-time at night to make up credits. Um, and then, um, you know, during this time I got back involved in church and it was during that time I see a buddy of mine that I went to high school with. Um, now the last time we saw each other was probably at a party. So seeing each other in church was, was kind of shocking. To both. <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, and that's literally what it was. Right. And yeah. um, he's like, I'm home uh, on spring break uh, from Trinity Bible college. I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, you should come. I was like, okay. Uh, what was funny, man, was like I wrote on my wall, um, <clears throat> and I would write like uh, uh, notes on my wall um, as like kind of prayers. Hmm. Uh, and I just wrote to you know so I can see it every day as I'm walking out of my door. And I wrote that, hey, the ne- um, you know, God, the next college I want to go to, I want it to be a Christian college. Hmm. So it's just one of those cool things. Um, like you had was, written that previous to oh, him yeah. talking to you yeah, months before. Months before. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, um, you know, growing up in a single parent household, bro, and then I didn't have the grades. It's like I needed a miracle to go to school. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I needed God to work something out. And so it was it. But again, to me, it was another opportunity to, to grow in that area. And so, right. Right. Um, <clears throat> see, uh, yeah. So I, I get connected with him. I go out there. I don't take a visit. I'm glad I didn't take a visit because if I visited, I wouldn't have came back. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know where well, Trinity is and what it's like. It's, no, well, I, I've had friends that have gone there besides yeah. you, other people that I know. Yeah, bro, it's, and, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, man. man. Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, man. So I get there, right? This is before the time. <laughs> I get there before they have paved parking lots. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're driving on a dirt road. This is like 07, 08. Dude. Chilling <laughs> on a dirt road, going to Trinity Bro. Bible School. Come Bro, on. man, I got so acquainted with country music. <laughs> For real, man. Shout out Jason Aldean, man. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm there. And so like, this was it for me. My mom gave me a, like a spiel. She said, Listen, if this doesn't work out, there's either the military, but you can't come back home. So <laughs> this doesn't have to work. So yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, snap. Like, um, I don't have a plan B. So right. I, here I am and I get there, bro. And like, I'm in the first chapel service and it, it feels like a Gaither reunion. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never. <laughs> bro. And it was like, this was the first day. I mean, like, like that is all this weird. is my, I mean, coming from my worldview back then, dude, this was like, wh- what? Like, um, I get there and it's not like, even some Hillsong, not even some like old school Darlene. They thought they were being nostalgic and they were going to bring back a traveling singing group. They, they, they uh, used to have called the Troubadours. Oh, no. And so the Troubadours were going to make a special guest appearance. Like, Stop. 
like they tried to resurface it like it was in sync or something, you know. What I mean? like, <laughs> and they're just like rise and shine. I'm like, oh my word. <laughs> and so like, I, I we had to go to chapel. Like I don't know if, how it was with you guys at North Central, but like, oh yeah, we, we had, had to go. Like, so many chapel skips and all that stuff, bro. So it was like primarily mandatory. You got um, so many chapel skips. Let, let's just have real honesty moment right now. What's up? Did you guys have to check in? How what was the check in like? Oh, the check in when I first got there, the check in was like we had to pull our card and we had to give it to like a uh, RA or somebody who was collecting them at the door when I, when I was there. So. And then when you left, they gave them back to you? No, they like they they got your name and they like jotted it down. Really? Yeah. So you had like a paper system. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. So when we when we were at North Central, we had a little scanner because I think you got freshman year, you only got like five skips mm-hmm. and then like senior year, you got like 25 or something. And then you could like apply for more if you had an internship, which everyone did. Mm-hmm. So like here, my question was going to be, you didn't even have the opportunity. We would, you know, not me, but I know, I mean, maybe once, but you slash and dash, you run up there, you beep, you walk to your bro, dorm, take yeah. a nap. Let's just be honest, bro. Look at me. I had zero opportunity. You know, <laughs> like, huh. It's one, one of four. So yeah. <laughs> no plan B. I guess I'm going, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of stick out there, but. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot that you, you can't blend in, in at North in North Dakota oh, right oh, there. Huh? It was like the only chocolate chip in the bowl of vanilla ice cream. Dude. Was, oh my goodness gracious. I can't believe you. It was man. I, I told people that but that's what it was like. So, Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Well, you're, your mom was like, listen, you're going. You're like, mom, I'm going. I'm being diligent. I'm doing what I have to do. I'm fighting for the Lord. Really, it's just you couldn't get away with it. This is crazy, bro. So the town is like, when school is in, it's maybe 2,000. Okay. There's no stoplights, okay? Like, if you want to go to um, um, Walmart, you have to drive almost 50 miles south to Aberdeen, South Dakota. 50 miles, 5-0. Yes, Yes. So when we wanted to go to like Taco Bell and like, you know, the mall, it was like mm-hmm. an adventure for us. Right. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, that's like two hours. Like they're yeah, back. Dude. I mean, I mean, we, there were nights we would do it during the week just to get a Big Mac. Like it was just crazy. Wow. Um, that's some commitment right there. That's some yeah. gas money right there. Yeah. So, I mean, the struggle was real. So we just was like, you know, it was that, or we was just going to freeze to death. Cause you know, everything in the small town shuts down to six. So you, you know, it's just, Oh yeah, that's true. But, you know, they've modernized now. They got family dollars, so they made it. (laughs) Hey, there's a family dollar in every small town in all of the Midwest Midwest, uh, states. South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa. That's a brilliant move. It is. Every single stinking little town, like where my mother and father-in-law live, that's probably, I don't know, 3,200 people. Boom. Dollar tree right there. Family dollar. I mean, just love it. I mean, and you know, it's one of those stores that got a little bit of everything. So, um, but yeah, no, man. So I'm there, Jeff, and like going through those winters, bro, brutal. Like, I mean, it was so cold. And then like, I, I remember being in chapel and like, just like going to sleep and being mad. And um, I, that was like the first time I heard like the audible voice of God. Hmm. Yeah. You know, he just spoke to me. He said, never mistake your preference for my presence. Hmm. And uh, what he was doing was he was expanding my worldview. It was almost like that axe in the moment, um, you know, with the, the the sheet unveiling for Peter. Yes, with Peter. Yeah. And so he was he was just he was get preparing me, you mm-hmm. know, for ministry that would take me nationally, that would take me internationally. But, you know, all I knew was what I knew during that time. And so right. training, uh, was was an opportunity for me to expand my worldview, um, you know, merge in different cultures, learn how to navigate. Right. Different cultures. Yeah. Uh, uh, meet different people. Yeah. Uh, learn different traditions, uh, new music. I didn't know what Hillsong or none of that stuff was before I got to college, bro. Really? No. Nah, these kids were talking about youth convention and all that stuff. We went to we went to one church camp and we got kicked out. They never let us come back. So. Oh man, come on. Fine arts and all that other stuff. <laughs> I didn't do fine arts because so, I'm not talented um, like you. But. But yes, yeah, so that's 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 what it was for me, and then. Like, again, I, you know, I don't have, I didn't have a, um, a, a really much to go back to during the summer. Right. So there'd be these things called traveling teams. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, they give you food, they pay you and you get like a, a, a scholarship to just travel and, and serve at camps. I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I would do those, but I, I, I never went home for a summer. Really? 
Never, no. And so, um, but little did I know, like God would open that door of speaking kind of even while I was a student. But I believe a lot of it came to, uh, via serving. Um, yeah. Well, you're, yeah, that's all the connections you're making through those. So that's I'm all big time. Every summer. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, when you're at a camp with somebody, those long days, bro, for a week, you know, you get, you get intimate, you get close. And so, yeah. Especially when you're, you know, when you're a counselor, cause you're having to be like, oh man, this kid ran, ran out and yeah. is hiding in the bushes. I can't find this kid. I watch. Like, oh man. You know, See, that's why I don't do, no, that's why I don't do camp overnight. I can't do it. I did it one time. I was a camp I like counselor. What? I like to go to bed. Me so. too. I like my sleep. Yeah, that's a, that's what your your wife told me that one time when you were speaking. And she was like, yeah, man, he's like an old man. He comes home, gets in his chair and just leans back and takes a nap. <laughs> Dude, that, I'm telling you, like I'm dynamic or whatever as a communicator, but I'm an introvert, man. <laughs> Yeah, which is so interesting. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you, what do you know anything? Like, what's your personality type? Maybe you know your Myers Briggs. Do you know your Enneagram? Like, what are you? Uh, Enneagram, I am a three wing four. Okay. Interesting. So um, I'm very, you know, I am very, you know, I'm on the the path of of, of accomplishment, you know, right. Stuff done, you know. But you got a mix of creativity in there too with the four. Yes. And that's where that four comes in. And so, you know, I think for me, even as a communicator, all of that stuff kind of comes into fruition with, you know, just some of the angles I take and the storytelling and the yeah. and all that other stuff. And I just kind of bring it into one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think as like to your point, as I've learned that about myself, Jeff, you know, it's honestly helped me. Um, yeah. It's helped me, you know, with roles in ministry, but it's also helped me finding my lane in my space. Exactly. Um, so yeah, man, that's uh but I can turn it on when I need to turn it on, but you know, no, you do. I, I love the way you communicate. I think you're one of my favorite preachers. You've brought oh, some brother. heat, some weekends, man. Um, I love it. God, man, I appreciate that. Dude. Yeah. So yeah, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I got my start, bro. And then, um, I end up actually being the commencement speaker for my graduating class. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. So that that's was super cool. No, and it wasn't because of grace, just a favor. So, uh, hallelujah. Right. The valedictorian from that year still gives me the side eye to this day. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I can't so, believe it. Um, speaker that day, the commencement speaker, but you weren't the, speaker, you were the fake yeah, editorian. Yeah. But the commencement the speaker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> fake editorian for that day. Hey, so, PM that phrase right there. Come on, right, somebody. Right. For real. For real. Um, so that was amazing, bro. And then from there, I stayed on with the college, man. And that's when the door to speaking start opening up and, sure. you know, so simultaneously the college, like gave me a car and an apartment. And, you know, as I would go out with these engagements, I would promote them. And so sure. kind of a, a, a cool situation. And just one thing took off. Let's yeah. Yeah. That's so, so cool. So that's how you kind of got all the connections you have through the speaking game. Yeah, that's that's how I got that. That's how I got to uh, my first church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, Parkland. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, so where I was the youth pastor and associate for about eight years. So, so. you did a camp there or you just kind of met him at the Wisconsin? I spoke at the Wisconsin camp. Oh, yeah. OK. okay. Yeah. And that's actually where I met my wife, Tiffany, as well. So, yeah. Come on. Tell us that story. I'm excited. And it was funny. It was uh, so she was there as a youth leader for Parkline and I was there as an intern. And um, so they needed like color team captains. And so they just so happened to put us together. Uh, <laughs> and I said, for the people not seeing at home, there were some yeah. quotes right there with some yeah. eyebrow raises. So, I don't know if you're going to release the zoom or not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we spent a week together, bro. And, you know, um, she had just gotten back from Spain. And so, she, you know, she's a nursing student. And so, you know, we're just learning about each other's journey. And so, uh, yeah, one thing led to the next. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we go our separate ways, but we keep in touch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mess around and get engaged, you know, because, you know, when you're at Bible college, it's ring by spring or your money back. <laughs> That's Come another on. word. Of, I don't have self-control. However, I don't want to live in sin. So, let me just, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's the flat out right there. Come on. Bro, I was talking to one of my professors and, you know, he was telling me our marriage rate is super high at, at our Bible college. Mm-hmm. So is our divorce rate. Yep. 
And that was something I had no clue, but so many people just jump into it like for, for various different reasons. But yeah, yeah which, which long-term it just is not. So I have a, I have a, it's interesting. I think there's some different factors that go into that. Yeah, sure. I think uh, getting to sex is for sure a factor, but there's also another factor that I've been thinking about lately. Me and Abby talked about it a little bit and, and I don't believe this is intentional, but they're speaking this out and they're talking to you. Hey, in relationship, you're going into ministry. You're, you know, you're going to do God's work in the world. Um, you got to find somebody who wants to partner with you. So if this person doesn't want to be a missionary and you're going to be a missionary, then you got to break up with them. Yeah, yeah. If this person doesn't want to be uh, in ministry, in pastoral ministry, if they don't want to be in youth ministry, if they don't want to be in worship ministry, you got to break up with them. And it's very interesting because what that leads to, if you follow that thought down, it leads to the fact of this person is not my partner. They're my, they're essentially my way to get a job because I'm young and I need to get a job in ministry. Mm. We have never processed that. And then all of a sudden Sheesh. we talked about it and I was like, wait, we tell everybody that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting from your chapel speakers. That's what you're getting in your classes. Exactly. You know, and and, and, and I firmly believe it's unintentional. I think yeah, what I, they're trying know, to tell you is, but, hey, yeah. listen, if this person doesn't want to be in church and you're going to marry them, that's not a good idea. And this that's not being critical. That's just facts, you know, um, for sure. And so, like, for me, um, it was the same way because our mantra while I was at Trinity was Heartland America, mm-hmm. you know. Because Trinity, you know, they found their little niche. They exist to, you know, raise up men and women for Heartland America. Well, I don't feel called to Heartland. So <laughs> I equated the call of God with something that I was going to hate for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I had to prepare myself for, you know, a life full of suffering. Mm-hmm. You know? And so what it did was it placed God inside this little box for me. Yes. And so to that same point, bro, like when you're conditioned with that every single day, you do adapt to that mindset. Absolutely. And it took a while for me. And I'm just being honest, right? It took a while for me to break out of that, dude. Yeah, 100%. And you end up getting into this place where you're like, listen, if you don't want to do this ministry with me, then don't be with me. And I started thinking to myself, like, man, that Who's is that such a toxic thought. Yeah, right. Like, hey, like, I, I remember me and Abby having a conversation. And this is just me because I'm this way. And I got to, you know, I've worked on myself. I've grown a lot, but I was like, listen, I'm going to plant a church. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So you can be a part of it. And I remember her being like, why is that even a part of the equation? Mm. And I'm being, and in my mind, it was not, it was like, Hey, we got to check this box. You're doing this with me. And if you're not, let's end it. It is. And, and it's been, and I, we, I've had those discussions. That's why I'm empathizing. I'm like, yeah, that's real. And that's how it is, bro. And so for me, I didn't realize how much, was was having me fall for man's acceptance instead of God's hmm. because I lived so so much to just check the marks on the box, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna yeah. be the perfect student, right? And I'm gonna be the the blueprint of what it is to be an African American coming out of an Assemblies of God Bible College. And I'm gonna right. wave this flag and I'm gonna be their guy, you know. Right. And um Jeff, I, I get I get to myself and I'm like 30 years old and it's like I don't know who Greg Washington is. Dude. Yep. Because I, I've lived to hit all these benchmarks, right? And then you 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 continue to hit them and you continue to achieve them. And like, I just pray that God will give me a service. And then from a service to get a camp and from a camp into the convention. And then it's like, you know, uh, to blow up my name even bigger as a speaker. And, you know, right. and, you know, working with high school athletes, you know, guys we play with on NBA 2K. Right. But at some point, you know, it's like at the crux of all of that, who am I? Exactly. And so, like, I feel what you're saying. So it it, it really it leads you to having to uh, form your identity in Christ. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Rocket Media. When I'm searching for my next venture, which, spoiler alert, is apple trees, you better believe that an apple orchard and an expert arborist is coming to a city near you. Anyways, when I want to find out everything and anything that I need to know for planting an apple tree, I pull out my phone. Like everyone else on planet Earth, I go to Google. I click on one of the top results, and away we go. That's what my friends at Rocket Media can do for your church or your business. When people are looking for you on Google, it's extremely important that they can actually find you. Pretty simple, right? 
but you need to make sure that you're at the very top of the very first page so you can take advantage of thousands of searches with Google search advertising. Schedule a free consultation today at therocket.media. That's therocket.media for Google search ads. I've seen their work firsthand in the church world and in the business world, and you need to make yourself a consultation today. Now, let's get back to the conversation. And and that's exactly, that's a, I mean, let's get into it. That is a huge revelation that I've had mm-hmm. is, and, and I, and I get you cause you're, you're that three, right? So you got that three, that's high achiever, achiever right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm the Enneagram eight. So I'm the challenger. Oh, snap. So me and you are like cut Make from the happen. same cloth. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's how it is. So I realized, you know, we, we're, we move out of ministry to move into this transitional period to figure out, hey, let's plant this church. Then COVID hits, and it's it's an extremely difficult time. Everything is pushed yeah. off. Yeah, so like- what happens is, I, I kid you not, I go into a church service in January, yeah. and we had been living with family and then finally got to Illinois and just took a little break at the end of the year. And, and then we get to January, and I go to my first church service. And I've never told really anyone this, anyone who knows is really Abby, but um, I'm in service and I just start weeping. I'm Mm -hmm. crying and I'm like, what the heck's wrong with me? And Abby looks over and says, what the heck is wrong with you? I leave service. I'm in the car crying, punching the wheel. And I realized in that moment, I didn't know who I was off the stage. Nope. And it it messes you up. I didn't know who I was not in ministry. I'm sitting there thinking, listen, Persona. I, 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 I'm supposed to be doing this. If I'm not doing this, what am I? It, it almost killed me, bro. I don't know if you saw one of my posts. Like I posted once. Like, I did. I saw that. Yeah. Bro, it took me out. Right. So church stopped, travel stopped and chaplaincy stopped. Right. And my wife is an essential worker. Right. So I'm you're home alone. Every day, yeah. Every single day. It almost killed me, Jeff. Right. Because everything that I found any sense of uh, significance in mm-hmm. was stripped away. Yep. And so it's like I had six months of dealing with the real raw truth of who I am. Come on. But that gets you to where you are today. Bro, I mean, I don't know. I, I wish we can go back and look at the videos. I don't even know if I look like the same person in that <laughs> other video. Because I'm just saying it takes that. It takes getting stripped down to that point, bro, mm-hmm. to finally find God's restoration. Yeah. And, um you know, being put back together, but you, you got to go to that dark place. Yeah. But so many people are afraid of it, dude. Yeah. But so many Christians aren't truly living in freedom. Yeah. Right. But it takes, when you get to that place, you know, it, it almost, you have to go on this journey saying, God, I don't even know who you are. Yep. Like if I'm really true, like forget the merit, forget all the titles they put on me, forget the degrees. Right. I need a true understanding. And for me, bro, not having a father figure, you know, Come on. I, it's you know it's even more. Like. It's double. It's like so. I need to know you, and yes. so, um, it took it took all of that, bro, to to wow. get me to that place. Wow. And then it's like I was good, and when you're good with nothing, you know, that's when you found the peace of God. Right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And so from there, you know, God began to work things out. I spoke at this church. I don't know if you know Joe Gordon or not. I do. Um, awesome guy. I'm close with his family. He connected me with this pastor. I spoke here a a year ago, loved it. The church loved me, you know, never would have imagined. And so I was just kind of talking to um, this pastor just for counsel during that season, bro. It was Mm -hmm. a dark season. He made mention that, you know, the next gen role was going to be open. And so he and his exec, they actually interviewed me for the role, bro. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a depression, dude. Let's just (laughs) hundred. Right. And so, like, you know, my perspective is dark, gloomy. There is no hope. It's over for me. Mm-hmm. Never going back to youth ministry, because if I go back for youth ministry, that's a step back mm-hmm. right, on this trajectory of success that I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, convey for the world, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, I turned them down. I turned them down. I'm like, I'm like, really? No. Yeah. Turn them down. And then true story, bro, about a week and a half later, it's like the Holy Spirit would not let me rest. And so I just asked him, say, hey, is there a possibility we can just come visit?
Hey y'all, I want to give a shout out to my friend Mackenzie Gimbin. When I was starting this podcast, I wanted to make sure that we had really good graphics, and I'm not super creative, so I reached out to her and shared my idea. I absolutely love the concept that she came up with for the Where They've Been podcast. If you want to make your design dream a reality for your personal use, like this podcast, or for your business, which we also use her for, you so should reach out to Mackenzie. She's a graphic and designer and illustrator. Um, if you was, want to get your next it, project it the, rolling, the you can email her at kenzieanddesigns at gmail.com. That's kenzieanddesigns at gmail.com. Or you can follow her on Instagram at Mackenzie Gibbon. I promise you will not regret it. Now, let's get back to the conversation. And so, um, but but I'm learning the beauty of community, bro. Yeah. I've never experienced that. Mm. Why? Because that persona says be untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or or it says, you know, you have to give the 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 allure that they're, you know, that you know, that you know what I mean? And yeah, that like, you're that you're wearing the cloth. Yeah, I mean, that's really what you yeah. think. Like, hey, I'm wearing the 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 I don't right. know what the necktie thing is for a priest, right. but like that's what you think, right? Exactly. And yeah. it's like I didn't know the beauty of doing life with people. Yeah. Like wow. I did. And I'm just being honest, bro. So like when these people are, they like I get here, bro, they're like loving on us to the extreme. We got signs in our yard. We got people <laughs> over doing our yard work, bro. I mean, we got hundreds and hundreds of that, like, bro, of just gifts and house, all this other stuff. I get nervous because in my mind, I'm like, what do they want? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just being all the way transparent. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. There's always a catch. I'm telling my yeah. wife, no, nah, don't open that. Don't open it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we're returning that just an FYI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And so, I, and so, bro, but I never experienced the unconditional love of God mm. because the conditional acceptance I experienced through the, my leaders in ministry was based upon the expectations they set upon me. Mm-hmm. And if I was doing that, I was significant. Mm-hmm. And if I failed to achieve them, I was insignificant. Right. Right. And, and, and but at the same time, you know, we'll use terms like mentor mm-hmm. and father figure. But what we don't realize subliminally, bro, is when we do that, we condition people to think when you do right, you're accepted. But mm-hmm. do, when you do wrong, you're an outcast. You're rejected. Right? Yep. Right. And so the love of God, you know, we start equating it that way. Mm-hmm. And so then we eradicate grace and we try this, we try to live in this sick realm of works based. Exactly. Know, yep. And so like <clears throat> when you get to this place, like COVID has you feeling like the biggest failure and everything I've tried to touch has failed. You know, you know, when you're at the bottom, you don't have anywhere else to go but up. So yeah, it was wow. like. <laughs> After in, in one day, bro, our entire life changed. Man. So, um, and so we live in a beautiful home, you know, too too nice for any first-time home buyer. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> um, I love I, it. I have a beautiful team, a beautiful full staff. Um man, that's so cool. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing. I I mean, yeah. I love it. I think that's the stuff that brings real change. You know, I mean, there's so many different things, and I, I want to dissect it even like you go back into that season, right? Like, okay, you had no community. That's a big check. Bro. Like you need community, whether you're a Christian or not, you need community. I, yeah. If you have a, a breath in your lungs, you need friends, like period. Yeah. yeah. So that's a hard, that's a very difficult thing about 2020 yeah. is we are isolated, right? We have bro, this term like, social distance, like you're, so you're like, isolated. So here's another thing, like people didn't know, dude, I was doing respite care for a mm. kid with autism, right? You know, like it's it got to that point where I like I had to do you know that's what I had to do a few times a week just to to make ends meet, mm-hmm. right? And so I go from all of that to this, mm-hmm. my psyche was rocked, dude. Right, because you, you go know? from a lot of internal stuff yes. to then you got to be it, very it present. Like you see people on on Facebook and on Instagram, and everybody looks like they're just making it happen, and it's like, dude, when did I fall off and start sucking at life? <laughs> you know? Like, when did I lose my relevance? Like, oh wait a man, minute. I'm with you. I'm you know, with you. And, but all of that, Jeff, got me to this place of, of killing Greg, which was the best thing that could happen mm. and was allowing, allowing Christ to live. And um, there's a freedom in that. Yeah. 
And, you know, that's why I'm transparent, bro, because I'm over that, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. And I'm over, I'm over the, the bit, I'm over churches being, you know, <clears throat> big business. Right. And, you know, quenching the spirit of God, you know, the number one change agent, because we're in a time right now, bro, where everybody's feeling it. Everybody's mm -hmm. suffering. Right. One of the greatest uniters is pain. Right. And I feel like via this pandemic and all yeah. of 2020, we've all experienced it in some capacity. Right. Everyone has. Yeah. Everyone. Right. And so what better time to present a, a message of a savior? Yeah. You know, and so like for me, that's just kind of been my driving force. It's like I feel like the time is now. Yeah. For my perspective as, you know, someone being a Christ follower is this is this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Because everybody I know needs some form of help. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I think it's. It's I'm trying to. It, accurately articulate it but i love what you said because you're fighting through this thing and you're getting stripped down of your identity and i think you realize like there's so many things that come from hey i'm going after this accolade right like you said like i can't go backwards because then i'm a failure right. and we we have these things especially people that are more high achieving Yep. Like like a three or seven or an eight or maybe you're just a high achiever person. You don't know your Enneagram number, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you just like want to achieve stuff. Well, mm -hmm. what happens is you start basing your worth on, on you your need. output. And and it's not based on your internal right. uh, disposition. It's not based on who you are. Exactly. And that is a slippery slope no matter who you are. Oh. It and does I, a job, a, a family. Like, I hated it, Jeff. Like, it sucked, bro. Like, I'll be real. Like, these last three years have just been miserable, mm -hmm. right? Because it was one of these things, like, it wasn't a bad day. This has been a bad season. Mm. If I'm completely transparent. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's moments where it feels like the cloud is lifted, but then it's like, it's a, you know, it sucks you back in. And it's like, God, what is this? Like, right. what is wrong with me? Right. But it took that to get me to understand him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a penile moment with, with mm -hmm. Jacob wrestling. Like, you know, I'm not right. going to let you go. And the moment I get up, bro, my name has changed. But it took losing all of that. Mm. You know, it took hurting. It took facing the rejection. It took yeah. going back and dealing with the fatherhood wounds. It took right. dealing with some, the ministry hurt. If I'm going to keep it all the way 100, you know. Yeah. Uh, some issues that even though I, I may have uh, silently um, not uh, addressed them, they were still there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it had it was having some real conversations with with other individuals just yeah. from the premise of, you know, um, before you offer your gift of worship. If you have an issue with your brother, first go and be reconciled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was some reconciling that I had to do. Yeah. But I just got tired to this place of I've just got tired of being in the place of self-defeat because. Yeah. To your point, I realized, OK, all of this stuff is in my mind. Yep. hundred percent. So if I do what I want to do and people don't like me, OK. <laughs> exactly oh okay is it gonna yep. kill me no yep no if everybody in my world is going left and i say you know what i feel like i want to go right and this works for me and my family okay exactly yep well you, you know work, you got to be able to work out of a place of peace you're working out of a place if, if you're if you're striving for someone else to approve you're working out of approval and right. approval will eventually end. Like, that's just the reality. Exactly. And so, Jeff, you're a communicator, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You're a dope communicator, something you enjoy doing, right? And so that platform has been taken away. But what if this was God's way of setting you up for this? Mm. Of saying yes, right? Because think about it. God's not a human. He may have said, Jeff, I'm going to use you to speak to thousands, but he may have not explicitly limited that to one way. Yeah. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And think about who this uh, who this is reaching, but mm -hmm. think about the limits that has taken off this conversation because of how vulnerable we've become. Yeah, you can absolutely. you can unpack this type of stuff on a Sunday. No, but this is real life, right? And this is what people need to see because that's where they see the power of God. In exactly. Our you know what I'm realizing is it's less of these, I love what you said. It's not just a, a hard time or hard couple months. It's a hard season. I'm realizing 
life to me is less about major events. We always talk, you'll get this because of church stuff, but you always talk about like, hey, we're going to have this big event Sunday or we're going to have, yeah, we're having this Sunday or we're going to have this type of whatever. And uh, whether it's Easter or Christmas or all the different big Sundays, give Sunday in between. It is less about the big events in your life, even any event. And it's about what do you orient your life around? Does your life orient itself around things that are good, around things that are healthy? Uh, God spoke this word to me a long time ago, and I have done a terrible job of living up to it at all times, but it's something that I'm trying to strive for. He said, listen, if you're going to do what I want you to do, you got to live a life that's full of health, that's Mm. full of wholeness with a W, and it's full of holiness with an H. He said, those are the three things you got to live, health, wholeness, and holiness. And if you really want to do what I'm saying you can do, those are the three things you got to check. Mm. What did that feel like processing that? I mean, there's been seasons where I've done great in some and terrible in others. You know what I mean? Like, that's it, real. That's real. I, I wrote it down. I and, and my wife knows that's one of my favorite. You know, I have it in a couple places. I've written it down and and it's like, man, sometimes I'm I'm here. I, I'm. I'm doing good with holiness and health. And then other times I just want to slap people upside the head. So I'm not holy, but I'm, I'm maybe a little bit more whole because I'm happier. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like, it's less about like these big moments. And now you're in this time when everything's stripped away, you're learning who's Greg. Yeah. And the beauty was in the struggle. Yeah. The beauty is in that, and, and, and to your point, bro, I love I love your vulnerability too because it's like it is. It's not about events. No, honestly, it's about an encounter. Yeah, right? and like I always thought, healing was going to be this event, mm. right? About woo, it's going to be like we're going to be at the altar. Somebody's going to lay their hand on me. It's going to be this oh, moment, bro. Healing has come through in, in in circles of living life with people sharing their own brokenness. Come on, right. And, and that feeling that happens when you find out I'm not alone and I'm safe to, to, to truly be me and yeah. to show my scars. Yeah. That's where healing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, Revelation 12, 11, and they, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. Healing is happening like, like sitting across the table from people that don't look like me. And we're talking about difficult things and difficult yes. topics, but we're going to extend each other grace. Come in on. Areas of our ignorance. That's what the healing looked like. And I had to get out of this one dimensional way of thinking and open up my mind again to the work of the Holy Spirit and say, again, his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Every form of solid ground I thought I had before this pandemic has crumbled. I'm Mm -hmm. left with nothing else. It's like, God, I need you. Yeah. Right. And that's like the purest form. You can go to him in. Like, (laughs) exactly. Here I am. Yeah. And, you know, that's where I felt like, dude, literally, you know, he, he's just put me back together. Um, we've got a suit, like a, just an amazing community here, bro. Like, I love it. And we you got Chick-fil-A on every corner, too. But uh, glory to God. Come on. I just had Chick-fil-A for dinner I today. You, I was thinking about you. I was like, Jeff, you're going to have to come kick with me, bro. You would lose your mind. I got the large fry with the extra Chick-fil-A sauce in yeah. Jesus' name. Anyways. Bro, I got youth leaders that work for, for Chick-fil-A. They're like executives. So, dude, we got our, our cabinets are stacked with sauces on deck. Stop. Oh, bro. it's Sometimes it's, favor just ain't fair, is it? It ain't fair. It ain't fair. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I'm not going to lie. Come on. I what the struggle's like, so I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I got to stock up some sauce for, for another season. Yeah, for real. So I'm not going to stunt too hard because I, I know what the struggle's like. I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, how, how, like, this is a question I, I continue to ask myself. I'll tell you a little story. How fickle do you think we are with this approval thing? Because I, I, this story just came to mind. In North Central, we used to have these praise gatherings on Wednesday nights, right? And it was from 10 to midnight. We'd be in there praying and, you know, people are praying for people and you're worshiping and it's a good time. And um, whatever. I, I remember going up to the front and this is what I'm struggling because I'm, it's my first year. I'm there. I just got off doing high, high emotion driven. Yeah, very, very high emotion. And, you know, and I just came from home and I wasn't the greatest person, you know, before. So I'm going there and I remember being like, man, I just really want some people to pray for me today. Yeah. So I go up at the front and this is going to, I'm going to be super vulnerable right now. Okay. Go up to the front and I'm on my, I'm sitting down and I just try to, you know how you look when you want someone to pray for you. 
you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, try not to make eye contact, but it's like, you're like downcast (laughs) of my soul. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't making eye contact. Yes. Yes. You got the hands up and you're just like looking like, oh man, would someone pray for me? Kid you not from 10 to midnight, not a single flipping person. (laughs) Not a single person. I go back. And I walk in we had prayer rooms on our floor. So I walk into the prayer room. I turn and lock the door. And I just start yelling. I said, God, are you freaking kidding me? You didn't have any. You can't send someone over to just say, hey, Jesus, we just pray for Jeff. And I promise you, as sternly as I've ever heard, you know, the voice of God in my spirit, he said, don't you ever base your worth on someone else's voice but mine. And Jeff. But how many times have I forgotten that? Right. But those are the subtleties that literally changed the trajectory of our life, bro. Yeah. It's like, I wish I can get one of those nuggets every day, (laughs) but they may come once a decade, right? (laughs) Yeah, brother. Come on. Seriously. And it's like, they, they shape us. Yeah. And they like, like, I'll be real. I feel like this conversation is more anointed than any previous ministry you and I have ever done because it's real, it's raw and it's vulnerable. Come on. Where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom. Yeah. There's truth. Yeah. And it's like, that's where healing begins. Yes. It's like, you know, we got to get over this image and over this platform because what we're doing is we're setting people up to fail. Yes. Because we're painting a picture of something that is unattainable. And it's bull crap. Seriously. You know, and people are spending thousands of dollars to alter their image. And you know what I mean? And and, and students are, are finding their identity off of how many likes and anxiety is spiking because Students aren't receiving texts back fast enough. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Like, this is where we've gotten to. And so it's like, we've got to get over this image and we got to start addressing these real issues. It's community. Community is the most important thing. We're meant to live in community as humans. But bro, I am I am more spiritually whole than I've ever been in my life. What I love like right now, bro, is I live a very, very quiet life. Mm-hmm. You know, in a nice suburb in the country. <laughs> and that's who I am. Yeah. You know, and it's like, there's a lot that comes with this. Yeah. And and some of the stress that comes from ministry is not from the physical job. It's from the expectations. Yeah. But not just of what others will place on us. No, but what you place. What we place on us. Yes. hundred percent. Because of now we're looking at other people and now yes. we got this image of comparison. Yes. And such and such planted their church and it looks like they've got this many happening like this, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's self-inflicted wounds. You're stabbing yeah. yourself. And this dude's like, man, he's speaking over there again. It's like, he's going everywhere. And so it's like, this is what's happening in our mind and it's toxic. Yeah, it, you're right. It's self-inflicted and it truly is. And it's not just in ministry. It's a lot of jobs. Right. Oh, I got to get to this. I got to get to the CEO. I got to get to the head banker. Kids. Yes, I have this many kids. I got to have this big a house. And when you come down to it, it's like, okay. Like for me, bro, it's like, it hit me, Jeff. Like I'm with star athletes. Right. Like I'm just keeping it a hundred. Like there's some pastors that have pastored well beyond, you know, what you and I have done so far. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would kill for the opportunities I've had. But watch this. While I'm in circles praying with like the league MVP, you know what I'm thinking? What's next? Mm-hmm. What, how much That's more? real, man. And it's like, dude, it's like, I'm not even cognizant and present in the moment yep. and seeing what God is doing. Like, yep. bro, like it, I'm the chaplain for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. But my mindset has always been, don't, don't get content. Keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going. But what I was doing, bro, was I was driving myself crazy because I was chasing something that wasn't attainable. Exactly. I was, I missed the beauty of what God was doing in the, in the, in the present, in the now, in the relationships yeah. You know what I mean? In the conversations. And, so. and that's, and that's easy to miss. So with, yeah. with my son Hudson, I'm like, man, I can't wait till we get to this, this age. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I should be thankful about this age that yeah. I, he's in right now yeah. and stop. And, and so I have to cognizantly stop myself from thinking about what's next. What's, what am I going for? It's something that me and you have to Shout out, shout out to mindfulness. Shout yes. out to calm out. 
Yes. Come on. The Calm Alp. I love the app. Uh, you said Alp, and I was like, Calm Alp? Are we talking about a Denver thing here? The Alps? Is there a Calm Alp? Anyways. That's true. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you see, like, you know, LeBron, athletes have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, just the ability to be present in the moment, dude. Yep. You think about how much life have we missed, you know? Like, and so I just got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I want to see the beauty in life. And I believe that's where happiness has been found. Yeah. In the beauty in every day, instead of just trying to chase some, you know, facade or fictitious image. So Exactly. So to wrap all that up, just yes, live in the sir. moment. Be, Be real to what you are and where your struggle is. Yeah. And you will be much happier rather than pretending you're not, you're somewhere you're not. Yeah. Be real, be relevant, right? Be raw, but just be in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's come the on. Thing. I love it. And in Christ is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we come to Christ, you know, just because our actions don't match our identity, mm-hmm. doesn't mean our nature changes. Find that place, live there, man, and, and chill out. Come Have on. Fun. Smile, laugh. Like, this was enjoy fun. some people around you even if it's on zoom right like we Bro, are right now I, like this I, I was happy to be i'm happy with you like there's nothing else i got my phone off i'm like i'm with my dog jeff so i'm gonna block this time come off. on great combo so i want to i want to switch gears a little bit and you mentioned something earlier on the phone that you're writing some music again yeah man let's go yeah, bro so you know like writing for me bro has always been something that's been a gift mm-hmm um, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, but I wasn't aware of it, you know, because, you know, I grew up like with ADHD. And so it's like mm. math is not my thing. But when it came to like literature and writing, and so that comes out via spoken word that comes out via preaching, but it also comes out via lyrics. And so um, there's something about a broken place that just enhances creativity. Yeah. Agreed. And so honestly, it just came through journaling through like dark nights of depression or the dark night of the soul, if you will. And just being transparent, bro. And, and, and it's almost like laments, right? And I'm like, hey, these are lyrics. And what I'm found is like, you can be writing something from a dark place. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is so cool that when people sing it, it sounds like a song of victory. <laughs> Come on. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just kind of where it started. So that was just kind of just been a release for me, man, is to um, allow myself to get back in that creative space and just do some of those things, man. And I'm at the point now, bro, where it's like, when we get there, I, I want to just say like, there was nothing left. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to live my life and be one facet, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to get there and say, I tried everything there was to do, you know, um, I've challenged myself in new ways. So like I said, like, like you and I talked about I, I let that whole image of what it should have looked like die a long time yeah. ago. That's so cool. I, I mean, mean, so do you, have you journaled a lot in life? No. Um, no, really? No. Um, just, I think out of laziness, if I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> to be real, like I hey, hate come on. School, so like, dude, if I don't have to write, dude, that's, that's no. <laughs> um, well, the reason I ask is because yeah. I uh, just listened to a podcast with Matthew McConaughey and he mm-hmm. talked about, I don't know if you're familiar with his new book. No, I didn't know he wrote a book. He did. He wrote a book and I was listening to a podcast and he was saying that I think it was around, oh man, it's 15 or 16 or something. He started journaling and mm-hmm. he's kept a journal ever since. Yeah. And through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. And I found, I thought that was really interesting. And he said like, you know, maybe one day I'm going to want to rewrite something. So he actually got to revisit his journal. And that's really a cool, cool thing. Like to, to get into like, Hey, every day, figuring out a way to kind of center your thoughts and, and write down, especially for someone who's as creative as you are, you know, like I've said to you several times, like, I don't know how you do it. You just walk up and then you're like, and bop, ba bop, ba bop. And it's all of a sudden it's like a poetic word. And I'm like, hey, I just spent 35 here's, minutes figuring out a, here's what's crazy, a title. Like, just me being a hundred with you. Like I'm better when I don't prepare. Right. <laughs> so this weekend, like this is going to get out <laughs> and they're not going to book me. That's great. That's another <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Oh boy, I'm out there now. Um, yep. Marcus calls me. He calls me Monday, and it's like, "Hey, bro, it's official that I'm getting drafted." It's on my party Saturday, bro. So I'm like, 
I'm not prepared to leave this this coming weekend. And so I'm like, I had to make all these things happen. But I'm like, you don't get moments like this back. So right. I'm like, I want to be advantage there. of it. Yeah. yeah. So I get there. But then I had to catch a red eye back. And I didn't get back to Atlanta until about 6 a.m., bro. And I had to be at church around and be there by 8.30. And so I didn't even get to sleep. And so, like, you know, we did this kind of a kind of a production type of deal. It's called The Gathering for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And my part was at the end. And it just said Greg. And it just had a five-minute slot. And then so, like, they're going through the run-throughs. And then, like, finally one of the pastors like, yeah. Like, it just says Greg here. And it's like, yeah, we just kind of give him a slot. And uh, um, we just let him do his thing. But we just, you know, we just tell him to keep it within the five minutes. And I say all that because it's like, dude, I've never had a situation that's just completely taken the parameters off and said, all right, here, just do your thing. Wow. And so, like, but for me. So what'd like, you do? Dude, I just, you know, I let the Lord lead me. I think I gave a prophetic word. Um, you did your thing, man. Yeah. And so it's like. Just Greggy being Greggy. This, I don't know if I can call you Greggy, but I'm going to yeah, right now. It was just, just like, just go. And it's yeah. like, we've missed the beauty of that, bro. Yeah. The organic moments and movements that God wants to do. So um, that's so yeah, cool. Man, it's been fun, but I'm happy for you, dude. Like, for real. Because, like, I feel like now, Jeff, it's like, I think your perspective is in more, just more enhanced. Yeah. You know, through this journey. Yeah. And I think it's helped you delve into deeper places of who you are as a man. But I also think it's helped you stumble upon some 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 different outlets and avenues, bro. Right. They have never seen like. Oh, 100%. And this, I think I, this is amazing, dude. Yeah, like, me too, man. I've loved it. This is, I mean, dude. hey, I, I love this conver- type of conversation. And you know what? This type of conversation we would have on the phone anyways. You we know would. what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like now we're just doing it on Zoom and it's recorded. But thank you so much for taking the time, man. And uh, love you a ton. I think the best is yet to come. The best songs, the best sermons, man. And all that. So, yeah, bro. Love yeah. you, man. All right, bro. Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Pastor Greg Washington. Man, I'm so thankful for Greg's vulnerability. He shared some incredible insights from his pain in this previous season, 2020, which I think pretty much all of us can relate to. But not only that, the past few years and the stuff he's been dealing with. And I really believe that there's no greater gift that someone can give you than sharing their struggle and their pain in a constructive and productive way. I know for me, it's really easy for me to call up some friends and just kind of share everything that's on my mind and all the things that I'm going through. And at the end of the conversation, I feel better, but I'm guessing they don't. And I realize that's not a gift of friendship at all. It's actually a burden. And that's probably something I should be doing with a counselor instead of them. But when someone can accurately and adequately describe what they've been through and how they've come through it in a productive way, It's truly a gift, and it's a great gift that Greg just gave us with all the things that he went through and the changes he's seen in the past season, and I'm so thankful for this conversation. I hope you walk away from this conversation encouraged. I hope you walk away trying to dive deeper into the story that you're writing and the community that you're living in today. Love you guys.